Thank you for tuning into our podcast, Evolve HLM, a podcast about hospitality, leadership, and management. We love having you here, and it is our mission to bring you all of the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We will provide valuable insights by sharing knowledge through our conversations and interviews with some of the greatest and most influential minds from various businesses. By sharing our collective expertise, we will show you how to harness, control, and use your own skill set to achieve ultimate success and live the life that you want. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Welcome to the Evolve HLM podcast. I'm Nishita Anand and my friend Bukola Orobo-Chefe will be hosting this series. In the next two episodes, we're going to be discussing mental health at the workplace, debunking the stigma of mental illness and providing you tips that you can use to help cope with stress and anxiety during these unprecedented times. We will also be sharing results of a survey that we conducted recently. And next week, we'll be bringing in an expert who's based in Canada her name is Anshul Vash on our Set the Tone interview series to share her expertise and insights on the topic. So let's get to it. How's it going, Bukola? Very well, Nishi. And how are you? Doing great too. Super excited and super nervous about this podcast series. The first of many <laughs> to come. <laughs> it's okay, Nishi. Um, I mean, it's expected. It's our very first one. But yeah, mm-hmm, it's pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, okay, to start off with, let's talk about what exactly is mental health and why is it an important topic for discussion. Um, for our listeners who don't know, mental health is the way we think and feel and our ability to deal with ups and downs. Um, it is something that we all have. When we enjoy good mental health, we have a sense of purpose and direction, the energy to do things that we want to do, and the ability to deal with the challenges that happen in our daily lives, Right. So it also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. It is an important aspect of every stage of life, from childhood and adolescence through adulthood. Over the course of your life, if you're experiencing mental health problems, your thinking, your mood, and your behavior could all be affected. So some of the early signs of a mental health problem include um, eating or sleeping too much or too little, pulling away from people and usual activities, having low or no energy, feeling numb or like nothing matters, having unexplained aches and pains in your body, feeling helpless or hopeless, smoking, drinking, or using drugs more than usual, feeling unusually confused, forgetful, on edge, um, angry, upset, worried or scared, uh, yelling or fighting with family and friends, experiencing severe mood swings that cause problems in relationships, um, thinking of harming yourself and others, and the inability to perform daily tasks, like taking care of your kids or getting to work or school. And some of you must be wondering, but why are we even bringing up this for discussion? I mean, why is it important to talk about it? Well, talking about mental health helps improve our communities by making it more acceptable for those suffering from mental health or mental illnesses to ask for help, to learn to cope, and also to get on the road to recovery. That's why it's important. And in in addition, 
mental health isn't just about mental illnesses. It's also about maintaining a positive state of well-being. So there are many factors that contribute to mental health problems and your positive state of well-being. These include biological factors such as genes or brain chemistry, um, life experiences such as trauma or physical, mental or sexual abuse, uh, family history of mental health problems and others. However, it is not a personal weakness or a character defect. Absolutely. It's important to Mm -hmm. stress that that it is not a personal weakness or a character defect. It's just a state of mind that isn't going too well. So um, let's Mm -hmm. get into it uh, more detail. Mm -hmm. So one of those contributing factors, which are life experiences, particularly at work. Yes, exactly. Because for many of us, work is a major part of our lives, right? It is where we spend much of our time, where we get our income and often where we make our friends. Like, for example, I met Bookie at a work-related event. <laughs> so we're actually work friends. <laughs> we did, we're, like we're two calling. years ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, having a fulfilling job can be good for your mental health and general well-being. But having said that, a negative working environment can also lead to physical and mental health problems. So depression and anxiety have a significant economic impact um, and the estimated cost to the global economy is about one trillion US dollars per year in loss of productivity. I mean, Bukula, do you know that? Am I bringing That's up something new for you? <laughs> Very new. Yeah, I know. When I first heard about this, when I first read this, I was actually in shock. One trillion dollars, that's a lot of money. Um, harassment and bullying at work are commonly reported problems and can have a substantial adverse impact on mental health. But apart from that, apart from that some of the risk, uh, risks to mental health in terms of work include inadequate health and safety policies, poor communication and management practices, limited participation in decision-making, low levels of support for employees, inflexible um, working hours, and unclear tasks or organizational objectives. And these are very common in across all organizations. Very, very common. There are very there are many effective actions that organizations can take to promote mental health in the workplace. And such actions can also benefit productivity, which we will go into more detail later in this episode. But here is a fun fact for our listeners. For every US dollar put in, into scaled up treatment for common mental disorders, there's a return of four US dollars in improved health and productivity. So imagine that basically it means the better mental health your employees have, the more money they make for you and your business. <laughs> so it's it's a win-win for everyone. Uh, I mean, let's Absolutely. talk about the times we're in now. 2020, nobody knew it was going to be the year of Corona or COVID-19. Um, and it's mm-hmm. brought in challenges to our personal and professional lives. Um, in the corporate context, the year is likely to test the empathy and preparedness of all organizations across the globe in dealing with mm-hmm. an unplanned conundrum of balancing employee well-being and uh, productivity. And you know what? The ones ahead of the curve are likely to emerge more successful than the others. I mean, Buki, you've been working from home now due to the COVID-19 outbreak. How's it been for you, especially uh, your mental health? Well, it's taking its toll on my mental health, and uh, I run my consultancy business from home. And I can mm-hmm. tell you in the past two, three months, I've experienced mm-hmm. some form of stress, 
or anxiety and it's it's brought about by the fear of COVID-19 and the uncertainties that you know surrounds it uh, so I try to stay mm-hmm. calm um, I take deep breaths and okay. I'm also looking to start yoga I hear that should be helpful and when I do go out which is which I try to limit to extremely necessary errands or meetings I wear my mask mm-hmm. and I'm constantly sanitizing my hands and I also boost my immune system very important uh, so I take lots of fruits especially oranges you know the gods very rich in vitamin C so yeah so I think this, that's that's how it's been for me what's the experience okay. with you Nishita? Uh, quite similar to yours actually it's been good and bad I've also had to deal with a lot of stress and anxiety in these last few months especially because of financial reasons. And I think a lot of our listeners can relate to that. But I've uh, pushed myself to stay positive. And one good thing is that that has happened during this time is that I've been able to spend quality time with my family and myself as well, actually, which has really helped to, yeah, which has really helped take some of the pressure off me. And also um, I've now, uh, you know, invested in a lot of self-care, which is very good, obviously. Um, Some people, including some of my friends, have had to live, by themselves and I really feel for them because being self-isolated for so many months is difficult especially when you're going you're going through stress and anxiety or other mental health related issues so everyone needs a good support system you know and those living alone the only support system apart from their families who may be even living across countries mm-hmm. in other countries their other support system is their work right their colleagues yes that's true mm-hmm. I mean you're you're spot on she said a good support mm-hmm. system is needed more than ever in the times that we're in. And, you know, to mm-hmm. better understand what we're talking about, to, you know, get facts and figures, we decided to conduct a very short survey on mental health and work. Yes, we did. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, we interviewed mostly working professionals, uh, most of them working from home now because of the stay at home directive. And we asked mm-hmm. two fundamental questions. The first one was, if they had experienced stress, anxiety, or depression during this pandemic, to which 75% of our respondents answered yes. So a lot of people are dealing with, with these um, challenges. And secondly, mm-hmm. if their employer had supported their mental health and well-being during this pandemic, and only 31% stated that the employers had provided some form of support. Man. I mean, mm-hmm. this, this statistics, you know, it paints a picture that mental, mental health in the workplace needs to be taken more seriously, more so in times of crisis. Absolutely, Bukola. I mean, I do not think that we talk enough about mental health, especially in this part of the world. I mean, we don't really have a culture of talking about these conditions like stress, anxiety, and severe cases of depression. So a lot of these mental health problems are internalized by those who actually suffer them, right? So we try yes. to keep our feelings hidden because we are afraid of what other people's responsible responses will be and the fear of being discriminated. But with that being said, there's definitely, at least in my opinion, there's definitely a growing awareness of mental health as a con- condition that needs treatment compared to like five or six years ago. And looking at the workplace, our surveys show that more employers need to, to support and care for their employees' mental health. I mean, it is an important um, thing to create workplace cultures where people can be themselves and express whatever emotions that they're feeling. I mean, what do you think, Bukola? That's just my opinion. <laughs> no, it's really important. Too. And that sort of workplace culture reminds me of this series, Billions. Um, I don't know if you watch mm-hmm. it, Nishita. 
No, okay, so I haven't it's watched a, it. It's a, <laughs> so basically, the traders work in a high analytical energy and emotionally charged environment, uh, where mm-hmm. a healthy state of mind is critical for performance. And there's this character, Wendy Rhodes. I call her the mm-hmm. mind doctor. So she's there to make sure that they have good mental health for optimum productivity. Now, I don't know mm-hmm. if there's any company in Nigeria that has a Wendy Rhodes in their office. Um, do you? <laughs> Uh, honestly, I feel like I would be shooting myself in the. I mean, I'm shooting myself in the foot by saying this, but honestly, I, I really can't think of. Any I, I doubt Wendy it. <laughs> but the thing but, is, even you know, if you uh, don't have, even if you don't have a Wendy Rhodes or an in-house therapist, you know, there are yeah. other measures that can be taken to ensure that the employees are taken care of. That's true. Uh, for me, I so think can you, one of can the you, strategies. Uh huh. Can you guys explain? Yeah, so one of Okay, so one of the major strategies would be for employers to value mental health and well-being as core assets of the organization. Absolutely, yeah, I they agree. Need to commit, <laughs> they need to commit to developing an approach to mental health at work that protects mm-hmm. and improves mental health for everyone, uh, while supporting those people who experience distress. They also should mm-hmm. designate board champions and ensure senior leaders and leader managers are responsible for implementing mental health programs. And it's important to note that whatever mental health programs they bring on board, it needs to be you know, sustainable, it needs to be sustainable and practical. You know, and they need to commit yeah. to reviewing this program, you know, to ensure that everyday working culture is mentally healthy as possible. And then make evidence-based mental health promotion tools like mindfulness and exercise available to all staff. Uh, for me, most importantly, is to communicate. You know, we can't stress mm-hmm. that enough. Communication is key. I have an open communication policy where staff can come in and talk about their issues, their feelings, and, you know, all of that. Yeah, I mean, I think personally, this is one of the easiest and most important things that employers can do. You can even do this as a colleague. I mean, whether you're a manager or a colleague, keeping in touch and letting someone know that you care is a great way of support. I know I've had it from some of my friends and colleagues, and honestly, it does help. However, in terms of exercise <laughs> being available to all staff, <laughs> I think this is something that is a bit difficult because, um, y- you know, uh, some employees don't really, I mean, you have to make it mandatory, you know, because most employees don't really use the gym that much. And, uh, for example, oh, I was working I in a company. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, this is from personal experience. I worked in a company okay. that had over 200 staff and there was a gym available for them. But there, I, I promise you it was ghost town. I mean, nobody used to use oh, that gym, uh, maybe a maximum of five employees. Yeah. So, oh, wow. you know, and, 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 as an employer, you're thinking, I could I change that space into an additional working space or do I spend money on this gym and, you know, electricity bill and all of that? You have to, you have to think of, of it that way as well. So it's a bit, uh, it's a double-edged sword, really. So I think, so employers actually need to find out what works for their employees. You know, you should have a discussion. Going back to communication. Exactly. Exactly. Finding out what their interests are, things that they like to do to unwind. You know, do they want Mm -hmm. to have CGIF or to have karaoke at work? So yeah, so I think find out what works for your, what makes your employees happy and then go with that. And, you know, I'm talking about Practical solutions. I know one of our, or real life, you know, solutions. I know one of our respondents, you know, who works in the hospitality sector and employer now, you know, since the mm-hmm. pandemic started, she's made it mandatory for all her staff to have free daily access to thermal massages 
for stress and uh, mm-hmm. blood circulation, which I think is really good. So they come into work, they get a massage, so that already relaxes. That's them, awesome. You know, helps them through the challenges of the day. Um, another employee responded mm-hmm. that the office calls her from time to time to also check on her well-being. So these are really, you know, low-cost, effective solutions, you know, that would help mm-hmm. your employees uh, peace of mind. That is that is actually awesome. The thermal massages. I mean, <laughs> I think that's a very cool <laughs> idea. Um, if she's listening, I, I, like you know, I just want to let you know, whoever you are, that that is a very cool idea, and it's very great that you're doing that. Um, Buki, are there any other tips that you would like to share? Uh, so yeah, so still on communication, you know, people should talk mm-hmm. about their feelings. Uh, find somebody you're comfortable with, and someone that will very very importantly provide support. You know, so this person could uh-huh. be a colleague at work, it could be a spouse, it could be a family member or friend. And also eating right, uh, it's true what they say, uh-huh. you are what you eat. So, and oftentimes our moods and how we feel sometimes can be linked to the sort of meals we have. So a diet that is I good agree. for physical health is also good for your uh-huh. mental health. And ultimately, uh-huh. do what makes you happy and, you know, be around people. Well, you, you can't really be around people per se, but be connected to people that show you with uh, positive energy. So, yeah. Absolutely. I I completely agree with that last statement because, you know, ultimately it is our responsibility to cut away as much negativity from our lives as possible. I mean, this is one thing that even my mentor told me, um, has driven it in my mind that, listen, this is, you are responsible to your own life, you know, and you Mm -hmm. can't have uh, people or external things affect you like this. Like, this is, if you if you know that it's affecting you in a bad way, neg- in a negative way, it even for example things like social uh, responsibilities and so on, you cut it off. Do things that make you happy as a person. Absolutely. You know. Yeah, but having said that, um, this is also true. All great tips. I mean, they all really help. Uh, but to conclude this episode, I just wanted to say, mental health in the workplace affects nearly everyone. So. One in five employees say that anxiety or depression interferes with their work all of the time or often. So organizations seem to recognize the importance of mental health in the workplace, especially now that we're having to deal with the pandemic, employees working from home and bridging the gap between their productivity and their well-being. But having said that, they definitely have major room for improvement, especially in management. So, yeah, um, so even if your employers aren't doing enough for your mental health, um, mm-hmm. why aren't employees also supporting, why aren't they taking care of their own mental health and supporting themselves? What's that's a good question actually. Yeah, that's a very good question, but going back to what I mentioned earlier, right, so I think there are four major reasons which um, which is needing money, management expectations, so your boss's expectations, uh, deadlines that you have to meet, and feeling that the excuse itself is inadequate, like so feel, approaching your employer and telling them, hey, I'm really stressed out. Um, a lot of people think that that's an inadequate excuse for them to perform. Do you understand? Uh, that they yeah. need to perform and these these are not good topics that they can communicate with their um, managers or line managers. But if companies want to empower employees to take care of their mental health and be a more sustainable employer, they need to find ways to alleviate these anxieties with clear policies around mental health and management trainings. They need to provide a clear support system that works and communicates um, uh, effectively. So to round off, we really hope that these insights motivate organizations and employees themselves 
um, to act in ways that promote and improve mental health in the workplace. And in and of course, if they do, I mean, everybody wins, right? So uh, next week, yeah, next week in our Set the Tone interview series, we'll be talking to Anshul Vash more about mental health and workplace being. She'll be, um, which will also provide our listeners who don't really get any support from their employers on how to cope with mental health issues personally. She's also a motivational speaker, so um, you will definitely be taking valuable information and a more positive outlook. Um, but we will also be talking about the KPMG's report on COVID-19, managing change and uncertainty through a connected workforce, which is a fantastic report I read a couple of months ago, and I had to bring it onto this show, um, as well as going into a bit about how employers are dealing with manipulative employees who do not know how to draw the line between their personal problems and health and use, yeah, and using mental health as an opportunity to take advantage of their employers, right? So we really want to talk about that as well. So do tune in. So our listeners, please do tune in as we have a lot more in store for you guys. Okay, I think that's it, Nishita. Thanks, guys, for mm-hmm. tuning in. Uh, I hope you found our session, our first session, active. And like Nishita <laughs> yeah. said, we to tune in to set the tone next week. Yes, and guys, remember this is our fir- first ever podcast, so take it easy on us. <laughs> um, but all in all, thank you all, and uh, do not do have a happy and productive week. And uh, bye, everyone. Thanks, bye, Bookie. Thanks so much for joining me on the show. Thanks, Nishita. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for joining us this week on Evolve HLM. Please make sure to visit our website, www.evolvehlm.com, where you can subscribe to the show and you'll never, ever miss a thing. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate you following us on Instagram at EvolveHLM. That's at E-V-O-L-V-E-H-L-M. And also give us a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply like to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Once again, thank you for tuning in and we hope to see you next time.